I can't do a backspin, but I'll do the other stuff. Right. Okay. Why? Because you're old. No, I can do a front spin though. Can you do a side spin? <laughs> I can spin these records. <laughs> <laughs> There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that makes us happy, like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Hello and welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian Frederick and with me are the rest of the leftovers. Hey everyone, I'm Dan Hill. Hey, this is Jason Piper. And, and we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. We'll start off the show today by going over some of the latest news in geek pop culture in our Good Pop, Bad Pop Review and News segment, where we also review things we either watched or read that week that we liked or disliked. Then we're going to have a roundtable discussion about something in geek pop culture that's important to us that week. So, uh, let's start with our Good Pop, Bad Pop review segment. It's time for more leftover reviews with Good Pop, Bad Pop. Uh, Dan, Jay, you guys picked up a video game called Injustice Gods Among Us. Uh, We did. Yeah, I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Uh, well, Jay, if you want to go ahead and let our listeners know what, what the game's about, then we can go into uh, you know, what we thought. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, uh, I, I don't know. There, there was a comic book series that uh, came out before this, of course, that kind of tells the backstory of the game. And you basically have a rogue uh, hero element. So they're kind of the villains in this game, actually, um, because of events that take place in the comics, which I'm not really going to go over all that, but... Um, so that's that's basically the story mode version of it. Um, it's heroes fighting heroes, and there's also you know of course a lot of villains in the game. But um, you know pretty pretty good story mode. I I thought you know. Um, Did you think the game was fun? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly thought it was you know extremely difficult to play, but um, I think you you had a little easier time at that than I did. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it was too um, Mortal Kombat-y, you know what I mean? Even though it's made by the same people right. and uh, the real engine, all that. Is it Midway? No, well, um, not 100% the, on it's that. It's the Mortal it's, Kombat engine. It's though. the engine. Okay. Um, but, you know, there's the, 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 story, the story is short, in my opinion. Uh, I was able to get through it in two days. Um, some of the characters were a little bit overpowered, you know, yeah. from reading and... Uh, watching some superheroes in the past, I felt like some of the powers were just kind of ridiculous. Even though it was a fun game, I would I would definitely tell everybody to at least try it. Um, you can't go yeah. wrong with a fighting game, in my opinion. You're not going to play it for six months straight, but if you got a free weekend, did did you uh, did you uh, unlock any of the uh, stuff in the game? I, I unlocked a few things, uh, but I actually didn't get into any of that because I just really wanted to play the story. Um, right. And then I played maybe one or two free fights, and then that was it. Um, did did you do any of the uh, internet uh, like online multiplayer stuff? I did not. I did not get into any multiplayer. Uh, like I said, strictly story mode this time around. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe next time I get it, I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get a little bit more into hey, it. Guys, I got a question for you. Who were your some some of your favorite uh, characters to play on the game, and maybe why? 
Uh, I'll start off by saying uh, probably the Flash um, because his moves were so quick. I have seen actually. I've watched some videos. I haven't played the games just in case. His special move was probably the best one on the game when he when he goes around the world. Yeah, with the punch. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was really neat. Yeah, Um, some of the some of the things he does um, were a little far fetched. But well, it still made the far fetched. But we're talking about the DC comics. Yeah, you're right. So. Uh, but what I'm meaning is, it's a little far fetched for them too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, I, and Jay, we were talking earlier this week about some of the the graphics between fights were kind of silly, and, and that's what kind of turned me off a little bit too from watching the storyline. Hey, Jay. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, definitely. What characters were you really uh, kind of drawn to during the gameplay? Uh, I really like uh, Doomsday and uh, Deathstroke. Is Doomsday um, playable? Yes. What's that? Is Doomsday playable? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, very cool. And uh, he has, you know, like I said, there's, there's a whole ton of unlockable stuff. Uh, you, get, you get different skins and outfits, you know, like, you know, dress up. If you like to dress up your characters, um, you get that stuff when you beat the game. And uh, it's pretty cool. So you get, you know, like Doomsday in his old, like, prisoner kind of outfit. And, I really yeah. thought, like, the scenes that I saw, the Aquaman, Aquaman. Oh, he like, was fun to play, too. He, I forgot he about like him. He yeah. like the new 52 Aquaman. Yeah, uh, he was really with, neat. With the armor. Surprisingly and, so. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. He, his, uh, one thing I do want to touch on the stages, uh, the locations, the interactive environments you can use, Jay. I don't know if you, if you picked up on any of that, but being able to uh, hit a certain button and throw the character you're fighting against the wall and the wall breaks yeah. and you fly through something else. And that actually uh, counts as hit different hits and things like that. Yeah, I, I would say it's um, the most in-depth kind of fighting game I've ever played. I mean, it takes elements of a lot of uh, games that have been out before, but, you know, the, the moves you can do, the special moves, the combos, I mean, they're all pretty awesome. And, and especially if you like the characters, they all fit with the characters and what they would actually do. And Oh, yeah. Just crazy stuff. Crazy stuff happens, you know, because they're all super powered. The one thing I'll tell you what I did not like was the Wager um, the wager series. I don't know how, how you explain that, but where basically the during the fight, you can hit a button and the mm-hmm. two characters wager. I don't know if it's like they're their shield or their their weapon or whatever but basically what they do whoever whoever wagers first and hits a button first they go up against each other they almost run at each other and it's like a duel basically and you right. gain power you lose power depending on if you win it or not i lost every freaking time i don't know what it was that's in story mode that's in any fight oh really? yeah yeah uh, yeah, it's kind of like the uh, uh, Mortal Kombat had that uh, break the block or brick or whatever thing. Oh, you know? te- te- okay. Feats of strength, I think it was called. It, okay, so is, is it like the in Street Fighter when you're beating the crap out of the car? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> kind of, but this is mid-fight, though. Oh, okay, so it's not like an in-between level. No, gotcha. uh, Jay, I think you're talking about where during story mode, for example, there's a scene where Batman is dodging Green Arrow's arrows. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and you have right. to hit sequence of buttons in order to dodge or catch or blah blah blah. That's yeah. pretty neat. That's that's not in mid fight, but the wager is uh, something I think they could have done without in the game. In my opinion, I don't know yeah, if any of our I, listeners I are playing the game or not. Uh, I would like to hear some feedback, you know, through email if you guys have any questions about the game or you know what 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 you like about it. Put it on our Facebook or anything like that. And now, yeah, actually, uh, I actually heard a couple of the unlockables or uh, possibilities, at least, was uh, Killer Croc and Lobo, I think, um, some of the playable characters that Lobo, you can unlock. I understand that Lobo is not going to be available in the game until May 7th, is mm-hmm. what they were saying. Yeah, this so, is a later yeah, download. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sure they'll make you pay for it. 
Well, we do have a rating system. We haven't gone over the rating system. I would like to go over the rating system. Um, basically, with our rating system, and uh, only as a distinguished British accent can explain it to you. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. All right, so when it comes to Injustice Gods Among Us, um, I was just curious. The rating system, it is pretty simple. It's either toss it, taste it, or Tupperware. If you both give it a Tupperware, it's a Tupperware party. Dan, what, what are you going to rate Injustice Gods Among Us? Uh, you know, even though it probably has more pros than cons, I'm definitely going to say for now it's a taste it. Jay? Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, taste it. I, I You know, like I said, the gameplay is a little difficult, but uh, overall, fun game. Very cool, very cool. Um, our next story, I uh, would kind of like to move on. Our next story is uh, Free Comic Book Day is coming up. Uh, it's the first Saturday in May each year. Participating comic book shops across America and around the world, they give, a right, they give away comic books absolutely free to anyone who comes into their stores. Uh, you want to make sure to get there a little early, and then you want to check with your local comic book shop to make sure that they're part- you know, in their participation. Um, there's some really cool standout books coming out this year. I would say some of those are uh, – there's 50, actually 53 different comic books that are coming out. Uh, some of those standouts are Jeff Johns has a Superman book coming out. Uh, Brian Wood has a Star Wars book coming out. And I believe there's also a Captain Midnight story in that book. Uh, there's a new Walking Dead book. Uh, Jonathan Hickman is coming out with a – I think this is a very important Marvel book, the Infinity book. And it looks like it has Thanos on the cover, uh, shards of glass, uh, and then different Marvel characters. You can see them. Actually, they're reflections in the shards of glass. Uh, there's a DC Nation super sampler for the kids. Uh, Valiant has a Harbinger Wars special. Um, there's also a Comics Tribe, a very sm- it's a very small comic book company. They've got a book called The Red Ten. It's their zero issue. I've actually been reading Red Ten. It's kind of like if the uh, Justice League were being uh, killed one at a time in the style of like I think it's in the style of uh, of an Edgar Edgar Allan Poe. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Kind nice. of, yeah, it's very cool. So the Red Ten Zero issue is free. It, I would definitely check that out. Um, and when is this? This is the first. It's May fourth, which is the yep. first uh, first Saturday in May. They do this every year. It's called Free Comic Book Day. Right. Also lands on Star Wars Day. All right. Yeah, May the fourth be with you. Yep. Yes, always. Uh, I also did want to mention that uh, Valiant Comics, they are releasing all of their number ones again uh, for $1 on May 1st. Uh, that's on a Wednesday. Uh, that's going to include Exo Man of War, Shadow Man, which I love Shadow Man. Uh, even though it is losing Patrick Zercher on the art, it's still going to have Justin Jordan, which uh, I love his work. But they're losing Patrick Zercher to Suicide Squad, which has not been, mm. I know, it's not been a good book. Well, you know, Exo Man of War has been pretty great too. So, well, Exo uh, Man of War, I'm getting, I, I do have that on my pull list. I'm going to check out issue one. If I like it, then I'll start reading it in trade. Uh, Archer and Armstrong uh, is going to be a dollar. Uh, it's the first issue, and then Bloodshot number one, the first nice. issue. So, I thought that was pretty cool and definitely worth mentioning. So, check out some of those Valiant books if you did ju- if you did miss out on the Valiant Jump, because I know I did. The only book I'm reading is Shadow Man. Seems like we've got a lot to look forward to on Saturday. Absolutely. 
And uh, they they actually, uh, I think Robert Kirtman had an interview and they said uh, it's up 30% from uh, last year as far as the titles being released and everything. That's great. I I think the only book I really cared about last year, honestly, was the New 52 book. And then I'll I'll be honest, the Adventure Time book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Adventure Time books are great. Um, New story. um, New and old story. I mean, people have been talking about this forever. Um... Ghostbusters 3. Um, Dan Aykroyd's given an update on the nearly mythical Ghostbusters 3. It's been pretty much stuck in developmental hell, uh, development hell, I mean, forever. Um, And a lot of that's had to do with Bill Murray and his refusal to come back as Dr. Peter Venkman um, in Ghostbusters 3. Now Aykroyd's confirmed that Ghostbusters 3 is in the works. Uh, there is a new script. Uh, he says it looks promising, but he says this every freaking six months. Um, Are they saying next year for filming? filming. They're saying it's going to start filming next year. Now, originally what, what was going to happen was uh, Bill Murray had talked about maybe coming back, and they had mentioned that, oh, okay, he's, he, he, he said on a talk show that if he does come back, he wants to be killed within the first, like, five minutes of the movie. And then they said, okay, if you're killed within the first five minutes of the movie, um, then could you at least play a ghost throughout the rest of the film? (laughs) Oh, that'd be amazing. Right. And so, you know, he for a while there, you know, he was teasing his fans and saying, yeah, he may come back. He has actually come back and just, he's basically said that he's not interested, he's not going to do it. Um, I don't know, I... I posed the question on Facebook, um, on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, Ghostbusters 3 will start filming in 2014 without Bill Murray. Is this good news? Are you excited for a Ghostbusters film or dreading it? Um, We got a couple responses uh, from people on Facebook, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Daniel S. says, if Ghostbusters 3 gets a script and a film is completed, it will be a good thing. If it were going to be made without Ramis and Aykroyd, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd being the original writers for Ghostbusters, uh, if it's if it were going to be made without Ramis, Aykroyd, and Murray, then it would be suspect. Murray would be great, but he's not critical. I'm excited to see where they take it. I think Ghostbusters 2 was a bit of a letdown, but overall the tone matched the first film and the performance made up for the lack of good script. I'd like to see the third installment get back to what the first one did so well. Good characters, a large story arc with a great story, and in my opinion, great effects. I'd actually like it if it were dark, like the first one. I didn't think the second one was very dark at all. If they really wanted Murray, they should just get Chevy Chase. LOL. (laughs) That would be interesting. I've Uh, heard that on actually a couple things I've read about it uh, with Chevy Chase. Really? Yeah. Now, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin WT says, it depends if it is a well-done new movie restarting the franchise and not an actual sequel. So it sounds like he's kind of wanting a reboot with new characters. I still think no Murray, no Ghostbusters. I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, he, was, he was the best part of that, I, I think. Now, if they are going to reboot it, uh, back in uh, December of 2012... Did you guys ever hear about these live reads that they were doing at the Los Angeles County Museum of Art? No. They were uh-huh. doing, uh, they would get the scripts for certain movies, like beloved movies that people like, and they would do uh, these live reads. 
and uh, one of the live reads was Ghostbusters. Uh, I wish I could have been there. It was like they do it like, like they did it on a Thursday night. It was a one night only thing. Is that uh, with Seth Rogen? Yeah, they had Seth Rogen as Peter Venkman. Mm. They had Jack Black as Ray Stance. They had nice. uh, Rain Wilson as Egon Spangler. Oh wow, that was perfect. Now the role of Winston Zedmore, uh, who was originally Ernie Hudson in the uh, the original film, was actually done by a comedian and voice actor Phil Lamar. Now you guys may know him as the role of Marvin in Pulp Fiction. He was the guy when they were driving, uh, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson, when they were driving, he was shot in the face by John Travolta and they hit <laughs> yeah. the bump mm-hmm. and Marvin's brains from the back, yeah. back of the seat. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, Kevin Pollack, who I love Kevin Pollack, uh, he played the roles of both the mayor of New York City and then that EPA douchebag Walter Peck, to which uh-huh. uh, Bill Murray actually said, this man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best lines in the movie. Uh, that was... That was uh, Kevin Pollack. Um, Sigourney Weaver's part was pay- played by Kristen Bell. Is anyone? I, I'm not familiar with that actress. I don't, I have no she idea. was in uh, for- Forgetting Sarah Marshall. She played Sarah oh, Marshall. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Uh, now, see, I changed my mind now. Now that you say this, because. I can picture that cast. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. And can you imagine being in that live read? Now, hold on now. Paul Rust of I Love You, Beth Cooper, and Inglorious Bastards, he was Lewis, the key master that was originally played by Rick Moranis. Uh, and then this is the kicker. Paul Shear from The League. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant he, on that show, yeah, by the way. Yeah. He actually has uh, got a comic book out now, right now called Aliens vs. Parker. You should check it out. It's kind of funny. Uh, but Paul Shear was the rest of the cast. He did uh, roles such as the guy taking the psychic test at the beginning of the film. <laughs> yeah, he kept getting electrocuted by Venkman. Right, that was, oh, Paul Venkman played him. So <laughs> I don't know if it was me. I I don't want to see another Ghostbusters movie without Bill no. Murray. And even with Bill Murray, at this point, it. It's almost too too late. It really is, yeah. and and I think if you're looking at uh, those characters and then the amount of the CGI versus the practical effects that they used back, back then, in the day, yeah, it'll just seem like it's almost kind of like the Indiana Jones movies where you saw a lot more CGI. Yeah. in that newest Indiana Jones movie, uh, as a joke, why don't they just do a gritty reboot like everything else? Right. You know, seems to be the big thing in Hollywood. They could have uh, Christopher Nolan direct it, yeah, <laughs> and then and then you could have David S. Goyer write it for you. Uh, you could have Jude Law as Venkman, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> we could have Tom Hiddleston as Ray, Michael Fassbender as Egon Spangler. Oh, jeez! And then we could have Idris Elba as Winston, <laughs> and then we could just call it Spectre Inception. No, that would be absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> I didn't think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that would work. I didn't know. Did you guys want anything more to add about this Ghostbusters three? Do you think it should be made, not made? I don't think so. Okay, with, even with Bill Murray, no. Jay, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, no. I mean, a- after one, I was pretty much finished with that. So, I I do miss the character of Peter Venkman. I think they I, should oh, just. God, yeah. I think they should just take the original, put it back in theaters. What if what mm-hmm. if what if and let's be done with it? What if Bill Murray came out and said, "Guys, my heart is in it. My heart is in this. I want to. I read the script. I love the script. I want to make Ghostbusters 3. What if he made that announcement? Would that change your? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Me yeah. too. Right? If, 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 but that's never going to happen. I know, so I know it's never uh, going to happen. I think so, have, have yeah. Wes Anderson directed. A lot of the problem yeah. over the years, especially in the '90s, of this movie coming out is that. He actually owns. I think. I think uh, Bill Murray actually owns a lot of the rights to the Ghostbusters. Really? 
So, I mean, it's between him and Aykroyd. And so they had to have him sign off on a deal with Sony Pictures in order to get this done. So it was really imperative. But it's never going to happen with Bill Murray. And if they come out with Ghostbusters 3, it'll just be like the Blues Brothers 2000, which I did refuse to watch. You can't make a Blues Brothers movie (laughs) without John Belushi. And call it 2000. Yeah, and call it 2000. No, no. (laughs) That was yeah. What, wasn't Macaulay Culkin in that one? Oh God, no! I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to our next story. Um, there was a tease from Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon uh, about Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Jay, did you see this? Oh yeah, he was in an interview with Yahoo Movies. Um, they wanted to ask him a few questions. He actually went on to say that the uh, he's locked in a story for Avengers 2, and he's actually completed the first draft of the script. Um, when asked how he's going to top the first film, he said, I try to think of this as its own movie. Sometimes, yeah, I feel pressure. How do you not? And by the way, Shane, meaning Shane Black, the director of the Iron Man 3 movie, not helping. <laughs> Iron Man 3, not helping. Because I saw this and said, oh, man, he really got it right. Yeah. The pressure continues, but you put that aside when you're in the story, when you're dealing with these characters that you love, that everybody loves, when you got the new character sliding in next to them, it's very exciting. Then I don't feel pressure. Then it's like I'm reading my favorite comic, which I like that because Josh Josh Whedon is a comic guy. And he later said, I've done enough shows and movies to be comfortable with that. You do come to a point where we all agree, okay, Oh, I've got these two characters, two of my favorite characters from the comic book, a brother-sister act. They're in the movie. That's exciting, you know. You lock certain things in. So when he said brother-sister act, Jay, what do you think that could mean for the franchise? Do you think he was just saying that to say it, or was he giving us a tease? Oh, I, I think he's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to do it. I, I, I can't think of anyone else that's going to be. Um but I'm trying to wrap my head around what and you're, that and you're talking story about is, you know. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Right, right. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, uh, they are Magneto's children. Magneto being from uh, the X-Men, which is owned by Fox. Mm-hmm. But they actually... Uh, okay, since both characters are mutants, uh, but they're also early Avengers, by technicality, they can be used by both studios. So uh, both studios, meaning Marvel Studios, who does the Avengers, and Fox Studios, who does the X-Men, and Fantastic Four movies, and uh, that, that, those wonderful Ghost Rider movies that we all love <laughs> so much. <laughs> now, I, wanted to, I also wanted to throw out another theory. Uh, another possibility of the brother-sister act could actually be taken uh, kind of figuratively. Um, it could mean there's a part in um, the Avengers where Agent Coulson um, Stark references Agent Coulson uh, dating a cellist. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, in the Marvel world, in the Marvel world, there uh, there's a character, and her name is Kate Bishop, and she plays the cello. And Kate Bishop is the female Hawkeye in the comic books. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, and uh, they have a very brother-sister type of relationship. There's a little bit – in the comics, there is kind of like a little bit of a – I don't know, a, maybe a sexual tension between them because, <laughs> because Kate Bishop, you can kind of tell she does have a thing for Hawkeye. Um, I, I don't know about you, Jay. You've been reading the Matt Fraction comics. I've been reading the Matt Fraction comics. Would you like to see Kate Bishop and, or do you think it's too many archers for one film? 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'd be far more interested to see uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. And I, I don't necessarily remember Quicksilver being uh, one of the older members, but I, I know Scarlet Witch was. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't remember Quicksilver in there, but um, I, I don't know. It'd be t- I don't know what the story would be, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. The cool thing, I think, that if they ever did introduce Kate Bishop into the movies, I think it could actually branch off into like a Hawkeye uh, another like a Hawkeye movie, right. which I think that would be very cool for them to do. It would be something street level. And if they went the way of Matt Fraction and his comics, uh, that's something I would love to see on screen. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, uh, something fun yet gritty and street level. Yeah, I, I, you know, Hawkeye, he's definitely uh, has a place in my heart. I think he, I, I like him a lot better than Daredevil. I'd be more excited to see uh, Hawkeye on there. But Good segue, Jay. Yeah. Speaking of Daredevil, uh, Daredevil is officially back. Uh, well, I wouldn't say back, but it, yeah, it's back at Marvel Studios uh, under uh, the Marvel roof. Uh, Kevin Feige, this actually happened back in October, I believe, where, um, if you guys remember, director Joe Carnahan was, uh, who, who was going to get hired as the director for uh, a new Daredevil movie at Fox Studios, uh, actually came out with a sizzle reel to put together a new Daredevil movie. The sizzle reel, uh, I saw it. It was okay. It was supposed to be a gritty reboot of Daredevil, the character, like a hard, I don't know, like a 70s take on the, on the character. It fell through. They weren't able to get, uh, to get the movie started. With them not being able to get the movie started, the rights revert back to Marvel Studios. If these companies can't make a movie in time, they revert back to Marvel Studios, which is why Spider-Man, they had, Sony had to make a picture. Yeah. Otherwise, they were going to lose. They can't lose Spider-Man Mm-mm. to uh, Marvel Studios, even though I'd love to see that happen. I mean, can you imagine Spider-Man showing up in an Avengers film? Oh, I know. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, think about it. What was happening? The Avengers took place. Didn't it take place in New York City? I mean, it's like... Pretty much, you know, yeah. It'd be awesome to just see like Spider-Man join in on the action. That would just blow people's minds, but it can't be done because Sony owns Spider-Man. Right. So um, basically, Joe Carnahan tried to get it on track. It fell through, um, and so they actually tried to get a deal done. They, got to try, they tried to get a deal worked out. Uh, to Marvel Studios was saying, you know what? You guys can keep Daredevil, make, you know, let Joe Carnahan do his movie, but we want something in return. And what they wanted was Galactus, mm-hmm. and they wanted Silver Surfer. Uh, you know, with Avengers going pretty much cosmic when they brought in the character of Thanos, yeah. Galactus and Silver Surfer would have been perfect. But Fox Studios had other plans for Galactus uh, and Silver Surfer, it looks like, with the new uh, Josh Trank uh, Fantastic Four movie that's going to be coming out. Uh, Josh Trank was the director of Chronicle, yeah. if, you, if you watch the Chronicle yeah. movie. Nice. So, that should be a lot better than... But I, I just thought it was great that they, uh, you know, that they officially made it official. Daredevil is back at, uh, at Marvel Studios. I don't know. Would you guys want to see uh, a Daredevil movie? Would you like him to show up in an Avengers film? Would you like him to be maybe in a TV show? Kind of like we talked about Hawkeye earlier with a gritty... Yeah. I mean, I'm still... Even though it's been 10 years, that first Daredevil was pretty bad in my opinion okay there there okay there were things i did like about that movie yeah. i thought colin farrell was pretty badass as yes. bullseye yeah that yeah. scene when he's in that when in the pub the, at the beginning the bar, and he's yeah got, that was freaking awesome right. i was like that's awesome it, it just seemed like uh, a lot of dead air in that movie though well okay we had the uh seesaw scene yeah <laughs> with uh jennifer garner's yeah. electra yeah yeah that was ridiculous right. that did not need to have 
I mean, he did look like the haircut, everything. He did look like Daredevil. Ben Affleck oh, did yeah. look like Daredevil. Yeah, I see that too. But uh, no, he made a better Matt Murdock than he did a Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. Okay. Now, my question to you guys, I, I want to hear your opinions if you do have one. Uh, I've thought about it. If there was, do you, okay, first off, would you like there to be a movie, him to just show up in an Avengers film or another film? I think if he shows up in the Avengers film first and then a movie, I, I'd rather see that. That Yeah, okay. So you're not thinking like Phase 3 movie and then bring him into Avengers 3? No. Okay. No. So just kind of show up in Avengers 2, blow our freaking minds. Yeah, something okay. toward the end or the middle where he comes in and it's you, you are not expecting it. It right. gets leaked, but you're not, you know, I don't know. That's just me. Okay. Jay, what are you thinking? Well, it, you know, the, the word on the street is that this is going to be based on uh, Frank Miller's Born Again story. That hasn't been confirmed or anything, but that's that's the rumor. Um, if they go that route and do the film um, that way, yeah, I'd definitely like to see a standalone Daredevil film done right. But is that going to fit in with Phase 3? Do you think it will? I mean, does he have to be in the Avengers? I don't know. I mean, everything's he... going that way. I yeah, mean, honestly, like everything it. is going that way yeah. uh, out of Marvel Studios. Uh, I don't think there's been... Uh, ever since they started the phase one uh, and now they're going into phase two I mean with Ant-Man uh, no Ant-Man's in phase three, three uh, but now they're going into phase two with, you know Captain America mm-hmm. Thor Iron Man uh, Guardians of the Galaxy everything seems to be they're, 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 they're working on this expanded universe right. it, it sounds like that's what they're trying to accomplish um, maybe this is the maybe this is the time that they need to do a Daredevil TV show even working into the S.H.I.E.L.D. show a little bit I don't know I'm just I'm I'm just thinking off the top of my head here. Speaking of which, uh, I meant to bring this up in the Avengers part, but um, a- Agent Colburn is supposed to Coulson. be in that Shield. Uh, yeah, Colson is supposed to be in that Shield uh, show. Yeah, they uh, actually there's an article uh, explaining that uh, it was a ruse that he was not dead. That uh, right. they actually they it was kind of silly what I read like they made him stop breathing to look dead and <laughs> they took him off to some I don't know secluded area yeah. and he's going to come back for the shield show I had also heard rumors that he was going to come back as the Vision but that yeah which I was more excited about I I'm not terribly excited about a, a shield television show I don't know about you guys. I don't know. I mean, if they can find a way to work it in with the with the movie universe, that makes sense. Did you did you watch the uh, that short film in the Avengers movie where the? Oh yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, if they do yeah. something like that, that might be fun. But then again, it might be like, oh, it, I don't want it to turn into a Smallville kind of like freak of the week thing where like right. like ooh, somebody else got a hold of alien technology this week mm-hmm. and they're gonna go out and blast people and stuff like that. Now here comes Shield. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, so, I don't somebody's know. that that is like this. Video villain but not actually the villain that you know right right and and i don't know uh back to back to daredevil though is there anybody if they do make a daredevil movie uh who would you like to see cast as matt murdoch uh maybe foggy and and even uh maybe kingpin if you have any ideas i don't really have too many but i would like probably to see somebody new like a new actor somebody not established kind of like a yeah that you know what that makes sense for the studio yeah. honestly because they can sign somebody like that for like a multi year deal yeah, and right. be like hey let's we're gonna do, we're gonna have you for six movies <laughs> yeah you know and then the, and they'll do it they'll I do, would it. do it I yeah. mean sh- unless you're Jason Momoa and you say no to Drax like a fucking dumbass <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they got Dave Batista but uh, if I were to if I if I had my dream casting. My first pick, it's it's a tie. From reading the the Mark Wade run of Daredevil, mm-hmm. I, I would have to pick Bradley Cooper because 
I can see that. It, the the Mark Wade run is like it's a lot more lighthearted, like yeah. than some of the other Daredevil stories. Because Daredevil's been going through a lot of shit over the years. I'd like to see Bradley Cooper. And Bradley Cooper, if you say, "Oh, he can't act," well, watch Silver Linings Playbook. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Actually, I thought he his role in Wedding Crashers was probably one of his best. Yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, my second pick uh, it would never happen, but would be Chris Pine as Matt Murdock. Yeah, that'd yeah, be he tough. Could pull that up. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I, I don't know who I'd pick as Foggy though. Uh, I was thinking like, you know, you know, you got Seth MacFarlane. He would, he would be pretty good. I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Will Arnett, he's not as, you know, kind of, um, pudgy and yeah, whatnot as need, Foggy is, yeah. but I think he'd be kind of good too. Now, what do you think about Kingpin? Um, I've heard, uh, I've heard everybody, what, what's the guy from, uh, the HBO gangster movie? My, Michael Clark Duncan. No, he's dead. Um, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, Omarosa. He's dead. Sorry, guys. Too um, soon. No, the, what was the HBO show with the gangsters? Was it Boardwalk Empire? No, it was the Mafia. The Mafia guy. The Mafia show on Not HBO. With that. Yeah, everybody, everybody's familiar with it. James Gandolfini. Yeah, oh, Sopranos. Like, Sopranos. <laughs> I thought you were saying it's called Mafia. I'm like, I don't I'm, know. I don't know. Shit. Uh, yeah, so, Sopranos, of some, course. Yeah. yeah, and I still wish it was on TV. By the way, yeah. some people, Whew, some people show. were talking about the having James Gandolfini as I, I like per- that. Maybe he's almost got to. You know, what about uh, Michael Chiklis? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he could pull it off. That I mean, sounded uh, that, that sounded like a thumbs up from Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even, even even Merle from uh, I can't think of the Michael name, Rooker. But, Holy shit! Yeah, he would be great. Holy great. shit! You Jay, you just you should work for fucking Marvel Studios. He's because got the face. You know, you're absolutely kinda, right. Yeah. Kingpin. All right, Marvel Studios. You heard it here from Jason Piper first. Michael Rooker <laughs> is Kingpin. I love it. He could. You know what? And it wouldn't matter. If he's because even though he's playing Yandu in Guardians of the Galaxy, he's going to be yeah. playing a blue guy with a fin on his fucking head. Yeah. I think he could also he could play pull it off. He doesn't look anything like that guy. Absolutely. Chicklist <laughs> <laughs> right. is still a good good option though. You think so? Yeah, just the way he looks. I was just throwing it out there, guys. Uh, I did want to review a show um, called Toy Honer. Toy. They- <laughs> Can't even talk. What's that called? A Toy Honer. <laughs> I did want to review a show. It's called Toy Hunter. It's on the Travel Channel. It's on Wednesdays at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Uh, the host is Jordan Hembro. Basically, he travels the United States and searches some of the coolest toys that are out there, like vintage Star Wars, Thundercats, and He-Man toys. Stuff from our childhood, like toys that we played with. Yeah. He's out there looking, looking for, for it. And he's, got exactly. a, he's, he's got his own show. Yeah, and it's really cool. Season two started, and so far it's been a pretty fun ride. I, 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 Jordan Hembro is a great host. I, I enjoy listening to him. There's, uh, he's gotten into some toys this season that uh, from my childhood that I had actually forgotten about or even knew that I didn't even know existed. Yeah, he talked about a uh, Fireball Island, uh, which is a board game. I owned that as a kid, and now I wish I wouldn't have gotten rid of it. I don't remember that one. Money. Um, it was a really cool board game. It had like a whole mountain on it, and you had characters. You'd move them around nice. the mountain, and then it was pretty awesome. Now, a picture I see of him is he's holding some of the original Jurassic Park toys. Do they go over that on the season? Not, they haven't done that this season. Yet. I used to collect those as a little kid. Are you sure it's Jurassic Park toys and not Dino Riders? It says Jurassic <laughs> Park right on. Hey Jay, yeah. you remember Dino Riders? Oh don't yeah. You? yeah, yeah, amazing yeah. toys. Which uh, I, although the the Jurassic Park toys were pretty awesome. 
the, I, the lifelike dinosaur skin. Yeah. Yeah, it was really always awesome. Really? Yeah. I didn't remember those. That was something I wish uh, I would have I kept in, in the packaging, too. Uh, the, uh, it's funny you bring up Toy Hunter, though, because uh-huh. uh, recently I have been on eBay looking at old toys and Legos and things like that. And it, I thought you were... I, I thought you when I said toy hunter, I thought you meant I thought you were talking about sex toys because that's the only toys I've ever seen. No, with. no, my show has not been picked up yet. <laughs> Dan Hill's sex toy hunters. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That, <laughs> and if my family is listening, that is that. not true. That, it's totally not true. I just made that up. That would be interesting television. What's that buzzing noise? Is that your phone or the dildo? <laughs> uh, that was my phone. Okay. All right. The second, unfortunately. Uh, the, one of the toys that I, I that he talked about this season that I thought was really cool. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, it's a He-Man toy. Jay, maybe you know about this. Uh, I had Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain with the course. voice. Yeah, Box. The Snake Mountain. Yeah, with the Echo. Yes, the voice. it was awesome. Yes. Did you know that they actually came out with an Eternia playset? What? Yeah, look it up on eBay sometime. These things are going for. I, they're really cool. It's like uh, it's an. It, they actually sold Eternia. Which is where Back in uh, the day, or is this a is this a new thing? This is not a new thing. This is a vintage He-Man toy. It was Eternia. Oh. I had never seen it before. This is oh. like huge. I mean, when we were kids, like there was the uh, the Transformers toy that was like three foot tall. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, the, what was it? Fortress That's, Maximus. That, I was going to say that was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Fortress, Fortress Maximus. Maximus. And then of course, like uh, uh, the uh, GI Joe had uh, oh, a million. The um, the aircraft carrier which was their big toy well he-man came out with eternia it was an eternia playset. actually for anybody who's interested uh, www.he-man.org is a great website really yeah i'm looking at it right now and there's everything you can think of they have it all listed what year they came out what series what wave what type what the name of it and did, did you guys have the the characters that actually smelled like uh i think skunk or skunk one of them I, I don't remember that, but I do remember Battle Bones. Battle you Bones. Can, oh, yeah. Where you can put all your characters like he was like they were riding Battle Bones. Do you remember Some that? Some of the characters yeah. actually smelled, though. I mean, that's Skunkor. crazy. Remember Skunkor? Yeah, Skunkor. That's who I'm thinking. Skunkor. Yeah. There was Skunkor. Remember Trapjaw? Yes. Trapjaw. Yeah. Uh, Boss Man, I think, smelled, too. Uh, there was Man at Arms. Um, and I was actually at a local... There's a local... Uh, comic shop and toy shop in Springfield, Illinois. It's called Killin' Enterprises. If you're ever in Springfield, Illinois, check it out. Um, They've got a... They've got a uh, Skeletor with Molar, and Molar is Skeletor's dentist. It's it's a Comic-Con exclusive, and it's got uh, uh, Skeletor sitting in a dentist chair, and Mo- <laughs> and Molar is his dentist, and he's performing. That's funny. It's uh, like a whole playset. It's pretty funny looking. Yeah, and I remember some of the, the – I think it was the panther that was like had the velvet skin. Oh, yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah. It, they were nice. They were nice toys. They were, they were really, really nice toys. It's in the slime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slime. It's funny. I'm looking at this website, and it's like bringing me back to when I was one. Yeah, I'm reminiscing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm reminiscing about slime right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but Toy Hunter, though, Brian, you said it's a good. It's sh- a great show. Uh, he also had an episode this season where he had Jim, Gene Simmons of Kiss on, and uh, he was actually looking for some unique items for Gene Simmons. Pretty much, Gene Simmons owns everything that's Kiss out there, so yeah. it was a really hard task for him. He ended up finding something really cool for him. But what he does is he goes out, he buys these toys, and then he sells them at conventions for to make a profit. 
Uh, it, it's a fun show. Now, who is he buying these toys from? Collectors, personal? Collectors. He's also like, uh, I think he went to Cincinnati. I think that's where Kenner Toys was from. And the people that worked at Kenner Toys, he actually um, would go to like some of their homes and see what they had brought back. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I think, Jay, actually had the Boba Fett prototype of the toy, right. the Boba Fett uh, prototype that had the rocket pack with the rocket launcher on the back oh, wow. that launched the rocket. Isn't that worth like ten thousand? I think it's it's yeah. it's definitely up there, uh, and it's at least five figures. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It, 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 it was pretty cool to see. Uh, it, there was no paint on it. It was the prototype, so it was just plastic. Yeah. But still, it was the Boba Fett. Uh, with the with the launching rocket that was never released, I thought it I thought it was really cool. That's amazing. Um, it's a fun show. I hope it goes on at least a few more seasons. I did just read season two is is ready to go. No, no, that, that that's what I've been watching is season. Oh, two. okay, okay. Um, and uh, as far as a rating goes, I'm going to give this a taste. It mm-hmm. uh, like I said, it's on the Travel Channel. It's on Wednesdays at nine o'clock uh, Easterns, eight Central. Definitely check it out. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, Hemlock Grove, Dan. Netflix's new series yeah. that just came out. Um, now, that's based on the novel that came out last year. Um, basically, it takes place in Hemlock Grove, which is a uh, fictional town in Pennsylvania. Um, I know Brian and I just watched the pilot recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's on Netflix. Did you say that? Yes, this yeah. is a okay. Netflix original series. Um, it is a 13-episode series. Um, you can watch every episode right now on Netflix uh, as fast as you want or as slow as you want. I um, mean, within the first five minutes we saw, we had a sex scene and a brutal murder. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean that going into it, I had, I had to keep an open mind, but that, that drew me in immediately. Yeah, that sex scene. Dan was locked. He was locked in. And, I mean, I'm talking that was... M- three minutes into the show <laughs> pretty much i like how you're kind of making me like the pervert of the group <laughs> first show first show i'm labeled as the perv i'm just kidding which is not might be true but <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, i was i was surprised to see uh, lily taylor i don't know if you're familiar with her she was the character she was the uh, gypsy mother yes uh, lindy romancic uh, right you remind you might remember her. She was uh, Corey Flood in the. Uh, did you ever see the movie uh, "Say Anything" with John Cusack? I can't say that I have. Jay, have you seen it? Say anything. Oh yeah, remember yeah. where he holds yeah. the holds the radio over his head? Classic. Yeah, it's a classic. I, movie. I do that all the time. It she works was the girl every that, time. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the girl that wrote sixty five songs about her ex boyfriend? She would sing them at parties. That's Lily Taylor, and she plays the mother in this show. We got to talk about Famke Jansen too. Yeah, Famke Jansen. She was the. Uh, she plays a mother on the show as well. Um, a different family mom. The Godfrey family, right? Are they uh, okay? Did you get the idea that they were like the rich family in town? Oh yeah, I mean you noticed their house yeah. was a little bit bigger, right? I liked how they made the trailer of um, the other family. What, how do you pronounce their like room room romantic romantic yeah. family? Hey, Words living in the trailer. They're considered the gypsies. Uh, down the ways you can see the Godfrey house, which is a little bit bigger. Um, I don't want to give away too much because I'd like some of our listeners. Uh, and even Jay, you need to get on this. Um, yeah, take a view on the first one, see what you think, and then I- I'm going to watch the second episode at least. Yeah, uh, what did you think about the uh, Godfrey daughter Shelley, um, the the really tall, towering? Actually, chick? I'm I'm more intrigued to see what happened to her, why she is the way she is, versus who the gypsies are or whatever. Yeah, she was she was huge. She was huge, and did you see her eye? Yeah, her eye was disgusting. So it looked- I paused it. 
her eye honestly looked like somebody took like a roll of quarters and like shoved it <laughs> in, her, in her fucking head. So is this kind of like grim? I mean, is that what we really didn't say what this show is about or anything? It's Brian, go ahead and tell them what would you compare this to? All right, uh, I don't even know what to compare this to. Honestly, maybe Twilight with like a gritty Twilight or something. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's okay. Basically, at the beginning of the movie, we see a murder. And you've got this new family in town. It's a family of gypsies. And, um, of course, what, what happens later on in the episode is you've got the, the mother gypsy who's... Um, we got to say it's a horror film, a horror thriller. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a horror. Eli Roth horror film. developed it. Right. They're going to peg... They're trying to... They, of course, they're going to try to peg it on the boy. The boy. Yeah. Uh, the first... Peter. The cops Peter's that were they're hanging around, they see him walking yeah. from home to school, immediately pull him over. Um, Peter is... He looks like somebody who would commit, you know, maybe. But he's also said... What's the girl? I, I didn't... The significance with the girl? With the, the book? Oh, the... Uh, he called the, her Hemingway. And she the novelist. Like she's Where, writing a book. Yeah, she said that he, since both of his index she and middle finger are the same size, he that he's must a, be werewolf. a werewolf. Yeah. No, okay, and... and, and, and she, she looks like she's hanging around the popular girls and telling them that, and they're, the popular girls are like, oh, he's the werewolf? Yeah, and then they... Yeah, that doesn't seem like... That, no high school I ever went to, if, like, a girl said something about a guy actually being a werewolf, the other <laughs> girls would take him seriously. And she put her arm around her and said, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Like, they're friends. Right. It was pretty bizarre. But, dude, I still cannot get over his sister. When she... Remember, she's in his... Uh, the, uh, the Godfrey... Family. Yeah, right. When she pulled off that wig and they showed her bald face. Fa- well, she's bald. Right. No hair. No her hair. Her eyes literally down at her did cheekbone. You, was it just me or was her head kind of pulsating blue? Yes, on the side as well. Her neck had something that right. was... She looked like a like a baby doll from the Island of Misfit Toys. Or, uh, yep, there you go. It was really weird looking. I want to hear um, what our listeners have to think about the sister yeah. some, sometime on Facebook, maybe. Or Right. Do you think that she'd make a good girlfriend from Sloth from Goonies? Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I do, too. They I don't know about girlfriend, but that might be his sister. They, well, true. They could feed each other baby Ruths on the second episode or you're something. Right. That'd be cute. But no, this, is, this show seems like something at the beginning. You're like, it is pretty ridiculous, but yeah. it's good. Yeah. You know? I yeah. can see the acting's not bad. No, it's not. There are some ridiculous parts. There's some things that are just like, am I still watching this show? But then the next scene, you're like, I am watching the show because of that. You right. Know, like, it's just... So, basically, what happens is, uh, at the beginning, there's a brutal murder, and, I mean, it looks like an animal did it. Um, something like a wolf or something like that. Guts torn out. So, a woman's jogging along. She finds the dead body. No, she wasn't jogging along. Oh, wait, you're talking yeah, about the finds her. The, yeah, the woman that right. finds her, jog, she, she's jogging along. She finds her. She calls the authorities. The authorities come out. They took a look at it. And that's when Peter uh, Rumansic is walking, just happened to be walking mm-hmm. by. And so now he's a suspect. Right. So I don't know. I'm definitely going to check out the uh, next episode. I want to see Peter and um, Peter Rumansic and uh, the other son for the, from the Godfrey family. Yeah. I want to see them too kind of uh, interact. interact. Yeah, right. absolutely. We didn't really get to see that until the, you know, until the very end. And and, and, and again, this is on Netflix, uh, yeah. all 13 episodes. I, I plan on watching a few this this upcoming week. What do you give it, honestly, as a rating? A taste it. 
I, I right now I'm gonna give it a low taste it. Okay. No, you know what? I'm gonna give it a taste, taste it. it. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a taste it. I liked and it. And that's based off the pilot. Yeah. I mean we can yeah. we can go maybe in a week or two from now and you know, say that it might yeah. be a Tupperware. Yeah, you know? because they're doing a lot of backstory right now. Everything might come together and might blow our fucking minds for all we know. And, and what we were talking about earlier off cam off of uh this is uh uh-huh. About the CGI they're going to use for the the transformation on the werewolves, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, we haven't seen any of the werewolf stuff yet, right? So maybe when that stuff kind of kicks in, I don't know if any of you watched Being Human, but I really enjoy the werewolves in that show. So if it's anything like that, and I, I don't really care for the werewolves in the Twilight, they actually look like wolves, or the wolves in uh, True Blood, they yeah. just look like actual wolves. Right. I, I want a werewolf to look like some kind of like. A hybrid human, human hybrid yeah. mutant with like freaking muscles and veins and so, like huge fangs. So like a Michael J. Fox. <laughs> yeah, Teen Wolf. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. And I want him to play basketball. And then in the sequel, <laughs> I, want him to, I want him to wrestle. God, I hope he plays basketball. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, it was boxing in the sequel. Yeah, you're right. And it was Jason Bateman. And it was beautiful. It's good. <laughs> All right, so that's Hemlock Grove. I did want to talk uh, a little bit about Robot Combat League on Sci-Fi. Uh, it's on Tenny. It's on Sci-Fi. Uh, it is on what night? I believe it's on Tuesday nights at ten Eastern, nine Central. It's uh, hosted by Chris Jericho of the WWE. Uh, it's a robot fighting competition. It's okay. Uh, basically, the fights uh, they do have rules. There's uh, pretty much they're like eight foot tall robots uh it's kind of like a giant version of rock'em sock'em robots i have watched a few episodes of have that. You? it is like a giant version of that it um, is I, I don't know i think what's what's happened here is you've got you know transformers is popular yeah you, you've got that real steel hugh jackman movie right. that's been popular you've got coming out pacific rim which we're going to talk about later uh that's popular yeah um and so they're like let's capitalize on that and let's get some robotics engineers in here to make these robots, and we'll make them fight. Uh, MMA is popular too, so they've kind of like done a mixture. Right. Of it. What do you think of it? I like it. It's okay. I mean, there's one contestant; he controls the body, and the, yep. Uh, and the, somebody does the, and the other controls like the fighting skills, which mm-hmm. is pretty much pretty much. There's no strategy, if you ask me. I don't care. It's just a lot of flailing arms. <laughs> Honestly, I think you could strap one of those wacky waving uh, inflatable tube mans up to one of them. They should and just put two just of those in the, the rink. Exactly, just, just beat the crap out of each other. Is this the show with all the Asian kids? I have. Is it, are you talking about Glee? <laughs> I, <what's, laughs> Oh yeah, I haven't seen any Asian kids. Honestly, uh, what? <laughs> never. <laughs> but it's it's fun and overall overall it's fun. It's interesting. They have interesting contestants. They've had a robotics uh, engineer, a rocket scientist, and uh, they actually had George Lucas's uh, daughter, who's an MMA fighter, on the show. Yeah, I heard about that one. Um, she actually got booted off the show within like three minutes. The robot got knocked out. What's um, her name? Amanda Lucas. Okay. She's an um, MMA fighter? She's an MMA fighter, yeah. You should Google wow. that sometime. It's pretty cool. She's cool, and George Lucas actually showed up on the show, uh, talked to her, gave her a pep talk, and like everybody was just in awe. Obviously, you know? it didn't work. He no, was like, hey, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> He was wearing his classic flannel tucked into his jeans. <laughs> nice. With a black tee underneath. He actually looks like the father from Teen Wolf, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> After he turns into a wolf. Yes. 
I don't know. Maybe. But anyway, Robot Combat League, it's fun. Uh, it's not the best show I've ever seen. I don't know why. I love robots, though. I'm a robot freak. It's it, almost like on How I Met Your Mother when they go see wrestlers versus robots. Yes! What? yes. That needs to be. They need to show that. They need to make a new show where that's wrestlers real. Wrestlers versus robots. Yes. Absolutely. But the season finale is this Tuesday. Check it out. The season finale, they're going to put Crash against Steampunk. And if you've been watching the show, you'll remember Crash was actually the last place when they were uh, figuring out, uh, you know, play, like placement for like who's going to fight who. Crash placed last, like dead last, and cl- Crash is now and he's in, in the, the finals. finals. Yeah, so it's definitely cool. This might not be for everyone. If you love robots, like I do, I love robots. Definitely check it out. Hey I Brian, it. do you love robots? I love robots. I just GoBots, Transformers, whatever. I love them. GoBots. Definitely check it out. Uh, it's not for everybody, but I do give it a. Uh, I'll give it a low taste it because it is not for everybody. Yeah. But definitely check it out. I watched uh, Oblivion um, with uh, Tom Cruise. I don't know if you, uh, you guys have heard of it. Yeah, but I've seen the uh, little Tom couple Cruise cocktails. On. He was in cocktails. He was. He was in cocktail. Uh, it's. Uh, it's from uh, Joseph Kaczynski directed the movie, and he actually wrote a graphic novel, which is pretty weird. Uh, I've heard the the graphic novel by Radical Comics was actually never published. If that right. makes I any heard sense, that too. Uh, they decided to make a movie on a graphic novel that was never released. So that's wow. a, that's a brilliant strategy. That's the first time I've ever heard that. You know what I think? Have you know? It's like. Uh, all these movies that are coming out right, right now are from comic books and graphic novels and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And Tom Cruise, probably his agent, told him, like, hey, hey they've got this oblivion. Right. D- these movies into- are hot, man. You need to do it. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention the graphic novel was never, never released, so we don't know how it did yeah. in the public. But um, I will say this about the movie. That it's got a great score. It's very suspenseful. With the mood, with the, uh, the I music. plan on seeing it. Uh, if it's not in theater, then definitely as soon as it releases, you do need to see it. Yeah. I would recommend actually seeing it in the theater. Yeah. Um, uh, the score is great. It's suspenseful and it's really epic when it's called for. Um, Jack Harper, the main character, is played by Tom Cruise. Uh, basically, the story is that the moon was destroyed by aliens, uh, which basically just causes our environment to flood and there's complete chaos. Uh, there's an invasion. We fight back uh, with nuclear weapons. We win. But after that, the Earth was just pretty much uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a space vessel called the Tet that takes all the survivors of Earth to Titan, which is actually one of Saturn's moons, and that's where everybody lives now. Tom Cruise is still on Earth. He basically plays the maintenance man on Earth. So he's kind of like he's kind of like Schneider in One Day at a Time, but he's but he's Tom Cruise. Does he? I heard he wears a Yankees hat. He wears a Yankees hat. Yeah, uh, although he's never been to a Yankees game. <laughs> That's what he says. That's what he says. Um, Why even say it? Why? Basically, his job is to keep these robot. There's these robot drones. And these robot drones, they go around and they kill the whatever's left of these aliens. Mm-hmm. And they, these aliens are called scavs. So whatever these... Scabs? Scavs. Scavs? Yeah, V with a V. Uh, w- these scavs that are left, these, these drones, they actually fly around and they've got like guns and missiles and, and, and they kill these scavs that are left over. The drones themselves are pretty terrifying. Um, they're right up there with uh, Robocop's ED-209s. Mm. They're pretty terrifying. Whoever did the design for these did a great job. I, I commend them. They're superb. I think it's I saw them. They're, they're awesome. 
Um, in the movie, there's like there's a lot of twists, there's a lot of turns, and nothing is what it seems, but everything comes together. It's got a very satisfying ending. I give this a Tupperware rating. Oh, I wow. really enjoyed this. It was a great. I know it's not summer yet, but I consider this. You know, these the summer season. movies are coming out yep. earlier and earlier. I give this a Tupperware rating. I think this really. I, Scientology and Tom Cruise aside, yeah, this is a great. Just go movie. see it. Yep. Go see it. It's a Tupperware. We're ready for our uh, big roundtable discussion on summer movies. We just want to go over some of the summer movies that are coming out this summer, uh, the ones that we're excited for. Definitely, we're going to talk about Iron Man 3 uh, next week. So we're going to talk about Iron Man 3 next week. We're going to actually we're going to do a whole show on That's Iron Man That's our special 3. Iron Man 3 show. Yeah, all, all, uh, all the leftovers are going to watch Iron Man 3. Uh, that comes out, uh, what is it, releases on May 3rd, um, directed by Shane Black, and uh, it's got all the original cast coming back. Uh, so we're going to talk about that movie next week. Uh, I did want to delve a little bit into um, uh, the Man of Steel movie. Uh, Man of Steel is coming out uh, this summer. It releases June 14th. Um, it's directed by Zack Snyder. Uh, Which he's done a bunch of oh, yeah, great movies. Absolutely. He's uh, best known for uh, directing The Watchmen, uh, 300, uh, Sucker Punch. Um, the movie's written by David S. Goyer, who's actually he, uh, did uh, these, the, all the Batman movies. Uh, Batman Begins, uh, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, the movie stars Henry Cavill as Superman, Clark Kent. Uh, you got Amy Adams as Lois Lane, Russell Crowe as Jarrell. Uh, Kevin Costner as Jonathan Kent, Diane Lane as Martha Kent, and then the villain Michael Shannon as General Zod. Uh, also, Lawrence Fishburne will be Perry White in the movie. I'm looking forward to that role. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it'll be great. Basically, the synopsis, everybody should know the synopsis for Superman. A uh, child sent to Earth from a dying planet uh, is adopted by a couple in rural Kansas, posing as a journalist. He uses his extraordinary powers to protect his new home from an insidious evil. Uh, and it, basically, you've got Zod here as, as your villain. Uh, and this is kind of the first movie where they're coming out, uh, they were doing a reboot of Superman, and the villain is not Lex Luthor. Luther, right. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I'm excited to see something different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lex Luthor. I mean, he's he's a great villain and all, but uh, he doesn't. I don't know. He's never really translated to me in the movies, and they always try and make him funny. Like he's not really funny in the comic books. Yeah, they 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 did that with um, uh, the Gene Hackman, which a lot of people love. The Gene Hackman. Lex Luthor. Yeah. Uh, there's things I like about him, but it, it has its issues. So. I, I'm more interested in General Zod. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. Somebody that can go toe-to-toe with Superman. So. Right. Um, back in 1978, uh, the tagline for Richard Donner's Superman was, uh, you'll believe a man can fly. Um, they had never, uh, anytime somebody flied on screen, it just looked fake. They used a completely different technology to get it done. Um, Zack Snyder on uh, Superman flying in the Man of Steel, he was quoted as saying, it's a more violent experience. It's raw. It takes effort to do it. And that's why we were really go- That's what we were really going for. It's almost like there's this kind of right stuff quality to it. He's constantly booming around, accelerating. You think he's going fast, as fast as he can. And then it's like, yeah, he's always got an extra gear he can use. Nice. Uh, and then also, I thought this was really cool. Before Henry Cavill could don the suit, 
they wanted to see him uh, in pictures and photos. They had him uh, before they could see him in the pictures and photos. They did not have the actual Superman suit made yeah. for this movie, so they asked him to wear the old uh, Christopher Reeve suit. And uh, this is what Snyder had to say. God, he's so Supermanish, it's crazy. There was a telling moment. We put him in the Christopher Reeves costume because we didn't have a suit yet. We just had the old spandex suit. <laughs> he stepped out of the trailer and no one laughed. It's like the difference between being Superman and dressing up as... It's, be, it's the difference between being Superman and dressing, dressing up, up like as. Superman. If I'm dressed up at, like Superman, it's like a Halloween costume. If you're Henry, it's your clothes. It's awesome. Watch the movies and you're like, holy shit, that's Superman. And it's not weird or crazy. It's just cool. After hearing that, that this is probably the movie of the summer I want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think after that late, that latest trailer that they showed oh, with absolutely. some of the destruction of Krypton and the Jarell moments, mm-hmm. it's definitely the movie that I want to see. And uh, there's a Spanish a Superman fan site. They uncovered a video that shows a man dressed like Christopher Reeves, Clark Kent, strolling down a sidewalk during the filming of this current Superman movie. Oh, wow. Um, so he stands out because of his dated clothing. He's wearing, uh, and it looks like he's wearing the same hat that Reeves wore as Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, I, could it be somebody dressed like Reeves as Clark on purpose? Uh, or are they actually going to pay homage to Reeves in this new movie by using some CGI to bring him back to life uh, as a cameo appearance? Um, I, for one, would love to see Cavill suit up as Superman and see Reeves give that half smile that he's famous for and give him a nod to mm-hmm. the kind of like a nod to the new Man of Steel. He's passing, passing the torch. The torch. Yep. Exactly. I think that would be tasteful and I think it would be fun for fans and I think it would be a cool way, like you said, to pass the torch. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Superman Man of Steel. Comes out June 14th, 2013. I know I'm going to be watching it and I know we're going to review that show on a future episode Absolutely. of Pop Culture Leftovers. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to say to yeah. you guys, I mean, the the biggest thing that I haven't seen yet is his uh, Clark Kent. Besides kind of the gritty, you know, like, you know, he's like a hitchhiker or something in the in the trailer, but you, you don't really see his, uh, you know, his Clark Kent, which is going to be a huge they factor, sh- just, like, just like Batman Begins was for, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I think they're going to do that. Like, this is going to be kind of like the, the Batman Begins version of, of the Superman. I think this is going to... Do you guys think this is going to kick off the Justice League, or do you think this has is going to be a solo movie? I think well, it has yeah, to. Yeah. I, I think... I think Zack Snyder's pretty interested. He he kind of basically said, you know, it's going to hinge on this, how well it does. Yeah. Especially with all the competitors right now, with all their different... Yeah. I think Warner Brothers uh, is just waiting to see how this movie does. I think if this movie makes uh, a, a close to a billion dollars, just like Avengers, I think we're definitely going to see yeah. a Justice League movie in the future. Uh, I think maybe we should, you know, definitely stick around for the end credits on this one because I've heard rumors that they may have like a cameo from another character. So I don't know. I'm Sweet. looking forward to it. I, I love I I love Superman the character if he's written right by like Peter David and some other guys. But uh, you know, Superman can be done wrong, and I, uh, it'll be interesting to see Zack Snyder's take. I know visually this movie's going to be amazing. I love everything Zack Snyder's done visually. I didn't care for Sucker Punch, the actual. The writing, the storyline, storyline. Yeah. Zack Snyder did the story for that really? movie, and I didn't care for it. No. But everything he's done visually, uh, I've loved. Um, the next movie I'd like to talk about is the Wolverine that releases on uh, July twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen. Uh, I know Jay, are you looking forward to this movie? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was, yeah. but, you know, uh, kind of after seeing the last trailer, I, I, I'm just kind of not caring about it too much. Um, I do like the idea that, you know, uh, like we said before, you know, me, me and you have talked about it, Brian, is yeah. he's kind of, he's, he's invulnerable and that kind of loses its uh, flavor after a while. So but, it'll be interesting to see in this movie kind of, you yeah. know, they're taking away his powers. Right, and, right. But we've seen this before. I mean, we've seen this in Superman too, where they, they, right. it's not a new concept. It's uh, that uh, classic trope that we've seen in a lot of movies where they, t- they depower him and uh, then he's got to get his powers back or mm. whatever. Um, I mean, there, I think it's going to be cool because, uh, you know, we, we're going to get to see Wolverine fight some ninjas. Yeah. It's not going to be like a superhero type movie. It's going to be like, it's going to be a gritty, grittier, darker movie. But you know what? The original Wolverine Origins movie, the trailers when they first came out looked amazing. Yeah. And then we got half of a good movie. Right. But does this, this, does this have the making of, uh, the samurai, the last samurai? What do you mean? I don't know. I just see with Wolverine being in Japan fighting some. Is this modern day? You said ninjas and stuff. Yeah, this is modern day. Uh, what I've heard is that okay. In the trailer, uh, let me go over the trailer. We see a long-haired, bearded Wolverine. He's about to get in a bar fight with some truckers, uh, which is what I want to see. I want to yeah. see Wolverine. You know, I want to see him in his element. The, yeah, I want to yeah. see him beat the shit out of some truckers. Um, <laughs> anyway, a lady stops him and tells him that her boss she wants to see him. He uh, he. It's it's this guy. He wants to thank Logan, and her boss is in Japan. He wants to thank Logan for saving his life during a, a nuclear strike in Japan on uh, during World War II. So he he's the one who offers him the opportun- opportunity to become mortal, uh, which is what's Lo- what Logan's seeking. Uh, Logan replies, uh, "What what they did to me, what I am, cannot be undone." So he's talking about Weapon X. Yeah, uh, and, and then that the ja- uh, the Japanese boss man says, "Don't be so sure." So basically, he's saying that you know he has, I guess he has some kind of technology mm. that can make Wolverine mortal. Uh, we see then we see mortal uh, we see Logan in some metal restraints. I don't know if this is like what what they're doing to him or like a, another Weapon X flashback. But he's screaming no. Uh, they then go on to show Wolverine fighting some ninjas. There's this weird gravity defying bullet train scene that makes no sense at all. <laughs> There's a Jean Grey flashback. Fox they decided to go ahead and reveal the long rumored cam- the cameo of Famke Jansen. We were just talking about her and right. uh, the uh, Hemlock Grove. But uh, they said there's no doubt that the most important relationship in his life that we've seen through the movies in his relationship is with Jean Grey. We saw her die at the end of the X Men: The Last Stand, but in this movie she has a presence which I think is vital to the movie particularly for him confronting the most difficult thing within himself. I don't know. What do you guys want to see in a Wolverine movie? Uh, you want to see Wolverine? I personally want to see Wolverine going feral and just killing people. Yeah, if, <laughs> if, they, don't, if they don't get to that in this movie, then I could see that's being, being it. You know, with X-Men, that was probably my favorite growing up, and I was very disappointed with some of the movies recently. And Wolverine, by far my favorite character, as you guys know on Facebook, I am the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, super excited for this movie, but my expectations are really high. If that makes sense, you're excited. I'm very excited, but I just hope they. It is like you said, carnage. Right. I I, I, I think me and Jay are kind of uh, on the same page. We're kind of we were sucked into the last. I don't know, Jay. Were you sucked into the last movie, thinking it was going to be awesome? 
The, oh, oh yeah, the I mean, I, I think I watched it three times even to give it a chance. You know, yeah, I think the it first half every time. The first half of the movie I, I liked. I don't know about you, I liked yeah, the first yeah. half. Yeah, like I think it was brilliant. Like the opening credit scene was just kind of like a flashback mm-hmm. of you know him and Sabretooth over the years. I yeah, thought that, that was, was neat. Thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, as the movie went on, you've got Will I Am. Is that uh, <laughs> okay? Let me just stop there. Yeah, you've got Will I Am, <laughs> um, and then. And, 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 you know, I love Taylor Kitsch, but his gambit was there was something missing there. And I think it was in the writing. Uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds is a great Deadpool when he's talking. But when you sew his mouth shut, and you put blades through his arms like he's Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Right. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, so I think the first half of that movie was great. The second half, there's a lot to be desired. I think this movie, it's stupid that they're putting it in 3D. I think that's a cash grab. And I think that's a bad sign of the production mm-hmm. that they knew, oh, we don't have anything here. And it took them forever to put out a trailer. Oh, I know it. And I think that's a bad sign. I think we're seeing some of the best scenes in this movie. I think they're putting it in 3D, which is stupid. Okay, we're going to see his claws come out of the screen. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Whatever. I don't, right. think we, I don't think it's needed. It's not th- needed at all. I think it should be 2D. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cash grab putting it in 3D. I am wanting to see it. I am going to see it in theaters, but I will not be seeing it in IMAX. If it's released in IMAX, yeah. I will not be seeing it in 3D. I mean, I'm excited. It's just like, eh, I'm that halfway. Yeah. You know? I'm just excited because it's called The Wolverine. Right. Agreed. But then you're like, eh. And it's Hugh Jackman coming back. Yeah. And I he, mean, he's, he's, he's and good. He, and he loves the character. I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. That's the character that made him. You know? I mean, and Hugh Jackman honestly didn't know anything about the X-Men before uh, he Signing did these on. movies. Yeah. He, X-Men, actually, he's from Australia, and right. X-Men is a band in Australia. There's oh, wow. There's a band called X-Men. That's the only... Thing he'd ever heard of the X-Men <laughs> but since then he's read the comics sure. he's fallen in love with the character and uh, I, I think that's really cool that he's not too even though he does these Broadway musicals you know he's uh, still badass he's yeah he can still be Wolverine yep. and, and, and for that he's gonna get my money this summer yeah I'll watch it yeah, I'll watch it and we're gonna review it on the show absolutely Jay did you have anything else to add no, I mean, I, it looks good, you know, but there, there is that, like you said, that stupid uh, train chase, which <laughs> kind of made me not care about yeah, it. Yeah, the bullet, the, the bullet train in Japan, which you know, it's it's it's. It reminded me of uh, X Men One. All right, the final movie that I did want to talk about before we wrap up this uh, pilot episode of uh, episode one of Pop Culture Leftovers. Episode one. Episode one uh, is Pacific Rim, which comes out uh, July 12th, uh, 2013. Uh, It's directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, It's written by Travis Beecham. It stars Idris Elba, uh, who we saw in Prometheus last year. Mm -hmm. I thought he was great in Prometheus. He stars as Stacker Pentecost. We've got Charlie Hunnam as Raleigh Beckett. Ron Perlman as Hannibal Chow, and then Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as Dr. Newton Geisler. Uh, Let me give the quick synopsis on the Pacific Rim if you haven't heard of this movie. When legions of monstrous creatures known as kaiju started rising from the sea, a war began that would take millions of lives and consume humanity's resources for years on end. To combat the giant kaiju, a special type of weapon was devised. Massive robots called Jaegers, which are controlled simultaneously by two pilots, whose minds are locked in a neural neural bridge. But even the Jaegers are proving nearly defenseless in the face of the relentless kaiju. On the verge of defeat, the forces defending mankind have no choice but to turn to two unlikely heroes, a washed-up former pilot, Charlie Hunnam, and an untested trainee, Rinko Kikuchu. I can't 
pronounce his name, who are teamed to drive a legendary but seemingly obsolete Jaeger from the past. Together, they stand as mankind's last hope against the mounting apocalypse. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to see it. Have you seen the trailers? Absolutely. Um, Jay, have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I watched the trailer. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's like you said, um, you know, giant robots. That's always a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, as long as Michael Bay's it, not doing and it. And the director's great. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, well, okay. Let's get let's get to the director. Are we just going off of uh, fanboy hype, or are we going off of movies that he's done that you really like? I like his practical effects in Pan's Labyrinth. I actually saw that in the theater, and I enjoyed it. It was a surprise movie for me. Um, or are we uh, going off of what other movies has he really done that's been a huge success? Yeah. I, I liked Hellboy 2. I believe didn't he do Hellboy 2? Yeah. Yeah, but Hellboy what, 2 was good. What other movies has he done? I mean, he was rumored to do uh, the the Hobbit movies, and then he dropped yeah. off the project. Peter Jackson comes back. But what other movies has he done that's really kind of like blown everybody away? I think this is the first time he's got a big budget movie. Yeah. This is the one that's going to test him. This is going to make or break him. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, what's this base? Is this based on a comic book series? No, or? this is the only one that is a, the only movie that's coming out this summer that we're talking about that's not based on anything. Yeah. This is a okay. brand new movie. Brand new. Which could help it or hurt it. Right. So it I, could be like Power Rangers, you know. It could be really bad. It could be really bad. Um, I don't know if the concept's too much for audiences. I don't know if we're, if we're going to buy that two pilots are locked in a new bridge. Yeah. That's a little weird. I don't know if, like, you know, they, they might just kind of, like, explain that away, and then mm-hmm. we're just supposed to buy into it. <laughs> Uh, I don't understand it myself. I, I like the. I do love the idea of an underdog fighting for humanity. I've always liked that. Uh, in in uh, sports, sometimes I root for the underdog. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and this is kind of like the same concept. Mm-hmm. I always root for the underdog. I always love those kind of stories. I just hope it translates well when two guys are chilling, you know, in a robot trying to fight. Right. You know? um, because it's not Luke Skywalker going up against the Death Star. Or Will Smith or Bill Pullman fighting off invading invading aliens in uh, Independence, Independence Day. Day. Yeah, these are these are two guys inside of a robot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's we're it's it, we're not even it's not it, it's two guys inside of a robot. Right. It's it's not even like Johnny Five and Short Circuit. Sure. Which you're inside of you're it's two guys inside one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know deep, what I mean? Deep inside I, that. I get it. That being said, I mean, the CGI looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it A does. lot of the shots are shown at dark. I don't know if they only fight at night, if the monsters don't like to come out during the right. day, but we haven't seen any they daytime might be shots. monsters. Yeah, exactly. Um, I hope they can pull off the scope of this film because it's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about monsters battling in a freaking environment that's like a city I yeah mean, th- you're really going to have modern day ish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're huge, too. I oh, mean, yeah. In Transformers, I think they had a lot of problems, in my opinion, with some of the fighting because it was the, the, the trying robots to fight through the size, you know, the yeah. buildings and all that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So I'm hoping that it can, that can translate. Uh, I also don't like the fact that Guillermo del Toro originally came out and said the film is going to be in 2D, mm. and then I think the studio strong armed them mm-hmm. and said, "No, we'd like it in 3D." So now they're post converting it in 3D. Yeah. And so I think that's another studio trying to do a cash grab because yep. they don't think they have anything with this movie or they just want more money. Right. Because I think this is Warner Brothers' big movie. If they don't make a lot with this and uh, Man of Steel, they're kind of screwed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But 
It's got big robots. That's cool. Uh, I just don't like any of these post-converted 3D movies. I don't think uh, none of them, hardly any of them look really good. Avatar looked great because it was done with a 3D fusion camera. Right. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. Um, I mean, we get to see some really yeah, cool... I don't, I don't care too much about this one. No, we'll, we'll review it later on, but I don't see it being a... I, I Honestly, I think this is one of my most anticipated. Just because of the... Uh, some of the things I've seen in the trailers, I mean, you get to see Kaiju, they're destroying the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, I, the concept is basically there's this interdimensional rift uh, deep underneath the Pacific Ocean. That's where these monsters come from. And right. They, they continue to come. They don't all come in swarms. They just keep coming. And over the years, they've destroyed a lot of Jaegers. This is not just like a United States thing. This is a worldwide Worldwide. global thing. There's actually Jaegers in Russia. Russia has its own uh, Alpha Jaeger, and then uh, (laughs) China has a Crimson Typhoon Jaeger. It's actually cool. It's a three-armed giant with a crew made up of triplets. Nice. (laughs) These these guys, I guess what I'm hearing from the movie is like – the people that are in these new, in the neural bridge, mm-hmm. they they have worked with each other their entire lives oh, doing yeah. this. Okay, um, I don't know uh, Idris Elba. I'm looking forward to him. I like him, and I think uh, you know there's uh, with him being in the movie. You know, he's giving that inspiring speech that we've seen in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the movie's I mean, over. You know, it's. <laughs> I think it could be one of those really cool, inspiring movies, or it could be just Total like flop. one. Yeah, it could be yeah. one of those movies that they've put like I don't know, dropped hundreds of millions of dollars into, yeah. and there's not enough hype behind it, and not a lot, not enough word of mouth for people to go see it, and it could be a fail to box huge office, bust. but maybe come out better on DVD or Blu-ray. Or yeah, that. yeah. So that those are some of the movies that we're looking forward to. Uh, next week, we're going to go over Iron Man three. Uh, we're all going to be watching it. Dan, you're going to be watching it Friday afternoon. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be watching it, uh, on a Sunday in IMAX 3d. So you I'll let you bastard. Know. I'll let you know <laughs> how Iron Man three is an iron, uh, in uh, IMAX 3d. Jay, when are you going to be seeing this film? Uh, Saturday morning. Nice. Nice. Yep. So, uh, also an IMAX 3d. Nice. Good, good. good. Yeah. I want to hear about, uh, your experience in IMAX. F you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about your experience in the IMAX, and uh, uh, we can kind of compare notes on that. But uh, this has been the the very first episode of Pop Culture Leftovers. I hope everybody had a great time. Woo! Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll you know, see. one thing we didn't what? do yet is uh, shout out the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was... Yeah, let's talk about the yeah. Let's talk about the band. Um, the the band at the beginning of the episode, you're gonna hear a song. Uh, it's our theme song. You did hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna hear a song. You already heard. Oh, the song. you already. Heard, you know what? Yeah, just I, do it again. Yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna keep this in. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So where are they from? They're from uh, Canada. I almost said Canada. <laughs> I thought you were going to <laughs> Canada. They are from America's Hat, Canada. Canada. And uh, they're 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 a great band. They're wizards with the lyrics. They're called Love You to Death. Uh, they used to be called the Pettit Project, but uh, they're the ones that did our song. Well, we're actually going to finish the show with the full version of the song. Um, you can check them out at loveyoutodeath.com. Dot com. Yeah, definitely and, listen to their music. The, their other songs are great, too. They're, they're awesome. Um, uh, check them out on Facebook. Add them on Facebook. But uh, also... 
Pop Culture Leftovers. We're on Facebook. Add us. Like us on Facebook. Um, and let's get interactive with Facebook, too. Ask do- us questions. Post articles we yes. might not have seen. Yes. Um, you know. What do you want to talk about on Pop Culture Leftovers? Yeah. We might even have a call-in show one of these days. We'd love to have a call-in show. If we don't get canceled. No, if we don't. Man. Well, you can't, get con- <laughs> you can't get canceled on a can't call. You can't get canceled on a podcast. You might. I might get canceled. <laughs> After that. Right. And there, there, is a, there is a fourth leftover that was unable to make it here tonight. Um, Jake Elliott, he will be on next week's program. Uh, we don't want to like we don't want to jar everybody when they heard a fourth, vo- uh, fourth right. voice on the show. So, but uh, we we will be back next week. Uh, you can uh, if you have any comments about the show, about how horrible we are, or about how good we are, we would love to hear compliments. Yes, actually. we do like positive comments first, and we like five star reviews on iTunes. Yes, uh, but if you have any comments about how the, how you enjoyed the show, or you know things that you'd like to see. Uh, uh, the, to hear us talk about on the show, you can uh, do so at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. Uh, you can email me individually if you just want to send an email to me, brian at popcultureleftovers.com. That's brian with an I. Uh, I do not have a Twitter. Uh, Dan, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, Dan at popcultureleftovers.com. And my Twitter is danhill84 with the at symbol above it before it. However you do Twitter. I don't tweet. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> Jay? Uh, yeah, you can get me at uh, Jason at popcultureleftovers.com. That's with a J. And uh, I do not have a Twitter as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, how else do you spell Jason? Well, you could spell it like Django with a D in the front. <laughs> <laughs> the P is silent. That's a soft as J. As always. Jason. I don't know. Uh, this is our first episode. Stick with us. Yeah, it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Um, I had a I had a fun time tonight, though, guys. Oh yeah, ditto. Yeah, I had a great time. All right, thank you for joining us and listen to our song <laughs> and listen to our song. We're the leftovers. Leftovers. Later. Bye. See you. Already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before and we don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it, it, It's a trap Gonna toss it, gonna taste it Do we love it? Hey, let's face it Can't erase it, let's embrace it Tupperware party Subculture spill over like a vulture Carry over counterculture pushovers Pop culture Leftovers and Cool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers, pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers, podcasts that are original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna toss it, gonna taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture carryover. Counterculture pushovers. Pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Gonna taste it, 
Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers.